0: I death. hate death. I hate death. I'm terrible with it. You've known me long enough. I know Lola has. I don't know how to talk to you if you've experienced death in your life in that moment. I don't even know how to contemplate it when it happens to me. When my best friend died, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go isolate and be on my own because I don't want to hear anybody say sorry. Like, I just, I hate it. But what I what I love about this story is that there's more than just death. We have the week leading up to, to the crucifixion, and, and we see Jesus cast crooked salespeople out of churches. He casts people who are giving a false story of what he stands for out of the building. We see him, we see him uh, see him get challenged that his authority that that who and under whose authority do you come and say these things under whose authority do you do these things we see him get challenged we see him share some awesome grace-filled mercy-filled stories we see him talk about taxes in that way A couple Mondays from now, tax day. We also see uh, that he asks people, Who is the Son of God? He asks that question. He flips the tables in a different sense. We also see him talk about tithing. Enough said. We also see him speak on the future. And we also see him have his last meal. And he tells us, do this in remembrance of me. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in in all of that that we think, oh, well, I got to remember what he did on the cross. I think it's more about the community that he shared rather than the cross he died on. And oftentimes we sit facing one direction, taking communion and and going, I remember you, Jesus. That's great. That's fantastic. But you're not doing it as a community. You're not sharing amongst each other. But Ben, this is Good Friday. We're supposed to be talking about death. I think that's just as important as the death that we forget how to remember Jesus at our tables or or on our couches. After that, we also see that we reflect on that last week. We see times of prayer. I want to dive into Luke 22, 39 right here. It says, then accompanied by the disciples, Jesus left the upstairs room and he went as usual to the Mount of Olives. Then he told them, pray that you will not give in to temptation. He walked away about a stone's throw. How many times have you ever felt like God said, don't give into temptation and he walked away from you? He didn't leave you. He just took a couple steps. He allowed you to do something on your own. I don't know if you had parents. I did. (laughs) How many times did your parents walk away and say, hey, don't get in trouble. And they walked away and you got in trouble. And that last week, Jesus does the same thing to his disciples. And he says, hey, hey, now, don't fall asleep so you don't fall to temptation." Don't do anything dumb. Don't do things I wouldn't do. Don't get in trouble. Right? And here they are. Here they are. Check this out. In verse 41, he walked away about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. We'll come back to that. He prayed more fervently, and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. At last he stood up again and returned to the disciples, only to find them asleep, exhausted from grief. I told you to stay awake. I told you not to put your hand on the stove. I told you not to go to that party. I told you not to go hang out with those friends. How many times is God saying, hey, don't do, and we do anyway because he gave us free choice? And God's sitting there going, I told you not to do it. And I took a couple steps away just to monitor your situation. And you went and did it anyway. I took my eyes off of you for a second and you left me. But I wanna wanna take a step back. I wanna look at this because I thought this was crazy as I was looking over my notes. Then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. I think oftentimes we see that that God gives us a direction and we we disobey and we forget to say, "Oh yeah, God's provided angels that so they can come and strengthen me too." Man, even when God takes a couple steps away to pray, because if y'all don't know this, he's he's right now. I, I believe he's right now. He's going, "Hey, I'm Jesus is going to the Father, going, God, Dad, you gotta you gotta watch out. Ben's, Ben's preaching again." you know you got to watch out Ben speaking again you got you got to give him the words and and hear this angel I'm hoping I'm going to the right guy and this angel shows up and, and touches me and strengthens me to give you the message he's desired to give you right but how many times do we implement that in our day-to-day life where God says hey don't fall asleep keep coming after me but lord I need sleep I'm just reading your word put me to sleep and he's like don't not yet you need to pray for that You need to pray for them. Jesus Christ died on a cross that night because he's given us a job. And and man, maybe that's the wrong word. Maybe I should use another word that means a little bit more because we can have a job and not have responsibility. He gave us a responsibility. It goes beyond just the, the thing we have to do to be the everything we have to look out for and care for. He died on the cross for us, but he also died for others. In verse 46, it says, why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Do it again. How many times in our life is that the last words God says to us before we mess up? Get up and pray. Get up and read your word. Get up and call a buddy. I like that. It's let's be a millionaire. You want to call a friend? You've got infinite call of friends. But you also have infinite go to the word. And you have infinite pray. You have infinite worship. All you have to do is raise your voice and speak. Raise your voice sing. And God will give you the strength. It might, it might come in the form of an angel that touches you to have the strength to carry on. How many of us are going through a situation where like, Lord, I don't know what to do. And the Lord's just like, just don't fall asleep. Just don't, don't go in that direction. Just don't start thinking this. Don't, right, capture your mind. Go after the fruit of the spirit. Go after me. And I'll provide the strength you need. At that moment in that prayer God sent an angel and he gave Jesus the strength he needed not just to face the prayer but to face the next day the next day all of our sins all of our wrongdoing all of our despair all of our challenges God showed up Jesus said, If it's your will, take this cup from me, but if it's not, I'll do what you want me to do.
1: And God shows
0: up and answers his prayer by giving him strength. No, you have to take this cup, but I'll give you some strength. It goes on in, in verse 47, it says, But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached led by Judas. Oh, come on, someone say amen for Judas. One of the 12 disciples, Judas, walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. Someone say, Scripture foretold. It it took a kiss. The prophecy is now fulfilled. The kiss has been redeemed. He is now betrayed. And it goes on and it says this. It says that, but Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the son of man with a kiss? Like he didn't even know. I think it was, I think this is why I love Jesus, because I see his sarcasm. (laughs) Now, somebody's like, no, my Jesus was not sarcastic. I'm just saying, like, kind of a sense of humor. He knows he's going to prison. I mean, if you know you're going, sarcasm. (laughs) Don't do as the preacher told you to do. Okay? people verse 49 when the other disciples saw what was about to happen they exclaimed lord should we fight how many of us are willing to fight and and hurt something or go after someone with this rather than allowing god to do what he needs to do supernaturally man i, I just want to fight this lola will tell you oh, oh if they come after me Accidentally cut someone off. My attitude changes. I hope they come after me. I hope they do. (laughs) It might be my last day. No. But we'll hate that. Because it's like we should be praying for those we cut off. Not hoping they come after us so we can fight (laughs) them. I don't want to fight them. I'm not strong enough. I want to race them. Isn't that just how we are? And they continue. The disciples said, we brought our swords. Look at me, dad. We brought our swords. We can fight. Yay. How many times do we have our swords available and ready to fight when God says, shut up? Maybe he doesn't use that word with you. And he says, be quiet. I mean, depending on how you are willing to think, he could use some other words. You know? And he's just like, hey, be quiet. Don't speak. Show me to them. And in those moments, you don't speak, but God speaks through you. Your lips might be moving. His words might be coming out. Or your lips might not be moving, and his face is showing up. And it's because of the cross. It's because of this fateful night where he's arrested. We can rely on that. We can put our hope on that. We can can put our pride behind us and allow his love to show up. But Jesus said, no more of this. Oh, sorry, verse 50. And one of them struck at the high priest's slave, high priest's slave, slashing his right ear off. Luke is so kind here. We all know it's Peter. We all know it's Peter. We can go to a different translation one of the other disciples didn't like peter as much and threw him under the bus it's peter peter slashes off the ear and and jesus says this no more of this and he touched the man's ear and healed him he said no more fighting no more quarreling no more no more division let's be the healers let's be the peacemakers let's be the truth tellers he says i am the way and i am the truth the truth is hard jack nicholson got it right in that movie you can't handle the truth and neither can they but when it comes to your life take that narrow path of truth it's hard but it's so worth it and oftentimes we don't because jesus led the truth and jesus was bold and jesus was true like he, he just knew how to say it i think of the woman at the well how she she didn't even realize her sin was was forgivable And Jesus stood up and told a bold message where the religious leaders would crucify him if they would have heard it. It's like the prostitute. She was caught in adultery. and, And those leaders heard him, but he just said, hey, if you have no sin, go ahead and throw the first stone. If you have no sin, if you're perfect, go ahead and judge. How many times have we judged anyone without thinking, wait, am I perfect? We need to stop that. We need to start thinking, how how did Jesus teach me? How did Jesus teach me through the word? How should I think of this person with a heart of grace and mercy? 52, then Jesus spoke to the leading priests, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you would come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day. There's another thing he did that entire week. He was in the temple. But this is your moment. The time when the power of darkness reigns. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. Of course he did. He just cut someone's ear off. The next couple verses, it, it talks about how Pilate... He washes his hands of Jesus, of this trial that Jesus has put on. He hands him over to the Jews, and the Jews convict Jesus. They convict him to death. That's why we're here tonight. Because a conviction, a conviction that our sins caused. Have you ever thought about that? Because of our sins, this had to happen. Because of our sins, this was inevitable. It was prophesied before we even thought, but because of our ancestors' sins before Jesus, I don't know if anyone can go back that far, but somewhere back there, because of David's sins, his own ancestors, his, because of his own royal line, their sins, Jesus was sent. And it's because of our sins that Jesus took that night. Luke 23, 26-31 says this, it says, As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind him. I want to pause there for a second because How often does someone who's innocent have the burden of the cross placed on them and have them carry it? It's a situation we have no control over. But will we do it? Will we carry that cross out with a right heart, with a right mind, loving the Jesus who carried it before us? And it goes on, and it says... Verse 27, a large crowd trailed behind, including many grief-stricken women. Imagine that. Um, but Jesus turned and said to them. No one no one laughed. I appreciate that. Um, but Jesus turned to them and sa- said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't weep for me, but weep for yourselves and weep for your children, for the days are coming when they will say, Fortunate indeed are the women who are childless, the wombs that have not been born have not borne a child and the breasts that have never nursed people will beg the mountains fall on us and plead with the hills bury us for if these things are done when the tree is green what will happen when it is dry i read that portion of scripture and i said lord you made me for this season you made me for this life you made me for this Because if everyone else is crying to the hills to bury them, I will stand up. When everyone else is calling on the mountains to, what did it say? For the mountains to fall on them, I will say, Lord, put me on that mountain. Because somebody has to stand up in the bow down world, somebody has to pray when the prayer is illegalized. Jesus died so we could be the banner holders, the flag bearers, that we could hold the sword of Christ up and share it with the world. We have been placed in charge and on duty by the cross, by the savior of the universe. He has chosen us, and it's because of the cross that we have that opportunity to live for him. Because he, little secret, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruin the entire story for you on Sunday. He chose to live for us. He chose to, to be the person that lives for us. Here at West Des Moines, we say a lot of things. But I would say this right now, is that when Jesus was on the cross, when he was carrying the cross, when he was being whipped, when he was being beaten, when he was, when he was being placed a, a crown of thorns on his head, when he was there, he, I, I guarantee he was thinking this, and this is something that we say here at West Des Moines, and it's this, I think he was thinking about this. If you are a saint, a sinner, abused abuser heartbroken homeless homebound poor if you're lost if you're fearful if you have adhd or if you're a liar if you're a hypocrite if you're a bastard lover cutter tweaker junkie alcoholic alone adopted if you're abandoned or addicted if you're left over or divorced if you're disillusioned if you're lgbtq plus if you're old if you're young if you're cheater wealthy poor wise despised If you're infected, if you're rejected, if you're pierced or tatted, or many other things, or just a misfit, as he's on that cross, he's calling out saying, You're welcome here. You're welcome here. The scriptures go on, and they talk about how two criminals were on each side of him, and, and they were led out to be executed with him. When they came to the place called the Skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right, one on his left. Verse 34 says this. It says, Jesus said in Luke 23, verse 34, says, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The, the crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. Have, he saved others, they said. Let him save himself. If he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers mocked him too by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him. If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above his head, above him with these words. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, You are you? Prove it by saving yourself. And us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. This is how I know. That if you're a thief, if you're a sinner, if you're a saint, if you're anything that I read off, that you're welcomed in him. Because of this. Don't fear, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong Then he said Jesus remember me When you come into your kingdom And Jesus replied I assure you Today you will be in You will be with me in paradise Doesn't matter who you are Who they are What they're doing what they're, If they have breath There's still time If they have breath There's still mercy It's not just you if they have a heartbeat, God's reaching out and saying, I'm doing this for you, not just because of you. I think oftentimes we get caught in the because of me and not the for them. Or we get caught in the for me and not for them. And God calls us and says, hey, hey, hey. And just die for you or because of you but for them. I'm here for them. So you be here for them. And something else the scripture says is that even on the deathbed there is time. Even when they've been so so hesitant, so stubborn, go to them even when you don't think there's hope because the deathbed comes in many different ways your deathbed for them might look as i tried i tried there's nothing we can do for them but there is but there is they're not hanging on a cross you are because God already did Luke 23, through 49. I'm going to invite Lola up. By this time, it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down in the middle. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with those words, he breathed his last. When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had, ha- had happened, he worshipped God and said, Surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd came to see their crucifix see the crucifixion, saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the women who had followed him through Galilee, stood at a distance watching. Got three day shipping. It's funny, but it's real. Instead of two day shipping, you got three day shipping. Because on that third day, that comes off Sunday. Can't tell you that anymore. Because tonight we remember that he died on the cross. The cross was for your salvation, but it wasn't for your eternity. This Good Friday isn't about me. It's about the least of these. It's about your glory. It's about your presence. It's about Jesus didn't do this just for us. He did it to bring the glory to God. He brought it to bring the glory to heaven. He brought it to put something in heaven that wouldn't be in heaven if it wasn't for that. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I could finally one day see heaven, but it had to happen so that something else could happen on Sunday. Jesus wants to do something crazy in your life. Are you kidding? Me? He did something crazy for you. His disciples brought angel in the garden they could have easily destroyed the romans but jesus said no